Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, we travel to France. Bonjour et bienvenue à Deuxième Cherie. Je m'appelle Monty. And I'm Matt. <laughs> and this is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week, we take you through a different country's national final and pick the cherry, pick the cherry that we think deserves a second chance, a second bite of the cherry. At the end of the series, you, the listeners, vote for your favourites and at our live event, we will crown the winner of the second cherry song contest. Hello, Monty. Bonjour, ça va? Ça va bien, merci. <laughs> Very good. We are going all French this week and we have a um, guest spécial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what guest is in French. What, what's guest in French? Invité. 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 Un invité. Spécial, très spécial. We have, from the Second Cherry team, we've got Mikhail Woo! joining us. Bonjour. Bonjour. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. <laughs> voilà. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's very nice to have you with us. You joined us on the first series of the podcast two years ago, but you've been a member of the Second Cherry team since 2009. 2009. Yes, yes, that's right. A long time. It's good to have you back. Thank you for having me back. Well, since the first series, not much has happened, I don't think. <laughs> No. So what have you been up to? I wonder <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but isn't it weird? Yeah, that was the start of lockdown. It wasn't even the start of lockdown, was it? It was like really... Free lockdown, it, There yeah, was, was like, the word COVID just didn't exist to us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, wow. Now look at us. Look at us indeed. <laughs> <laughs> or listen to us, because it's a podcast. You can't see us. It's just as well. We could be sitting here naked for all you know. <laughs> and <laughs> we are. But we are. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to come to Mikhail in a little bit. Uh, first of all, we're just going to bring you up to, to date with our what's in our sack this week. Our sack's bulging once more because we've got the same people that write in and I'm totally down with that. So <laughs> let's, um, let's start with... Actually, we haven't heard from uh, David for a while. So a little tweet from David saying, It's Monday. I'm self-isolating. So there's only one thing to be done. And that's the lovely dissection of the 2021 Danish national final with Second Cherry. Well, yes. Oh. Thanks, David. And um, I hope we dissected it well enough for your ears. <laughs> I hope that you're feeling better as well soon, David. That's, yeah. um, we're sorry to hear that you're having to self-isolate. I hope you're, you're not ill with symptoms. You're just having to do that as a precaution. But if you are ill, get well soon. Get well soon. If you're not, then, you know, you're fine. Go out and party. Why not? And, um, of course, this week would not be complete unless we had a tweet from our friend Bob. And he says, Fantastic Monday. More podcast gold from Second Cherry. Who take us on a ride through Denmark's Eurovision event this year. Gold Rush continues. Hashtag Gold Rush. Thank you, Bob. And then Philip has actually tweeted us. Uh, first time. Is it the first time you tweeted us, Philip? I think it might be. I'm loving that Monty tried to turn Abracadabra into a Precis of Sondheim's Into the Woods. A Precis. Is that a Precis? Precis. 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 Yeah. 
There you go. I'm learning French today, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> How very well timed, Philip. Yes. That, uh, <laughs> I'd never even heard. Well, I'd heard of Sometimes Into the Woods, but I didn't know what it was about. So I didn't know that, you know, my ramblings on a podcast were basically the plot of an award-winning musical. Who knew? I presume it's won awards at some time. Yeah. <laughs> We've also had an email in as well um, this week from Mo, um, one of our regular correspondents. So Mo says, evening chaps, just because the replies you've asked before won't quite fit into one tweet, I thought I'd send another email and explain myself on my slight qualms. Mm. On the Estonia front, I was expecting you to speak on both Sissy's Time and Yuri Putzman's Magus Melancholia. The artsy and hipstery performance of Yuri's would have been my choice for the cherry, but you do you. Well, we will. No, we will. <laughs> there was a lot in the Estonian final, to be fair, that we could have talked about. But um, yeah, I didn't really write the Yuri song, but horses for courses. You do you, Mo, as well. <laughs> um, I have an equal comment about Denmark, too. Oh, dear. We, we haven't, we're not agreeing with Mo, are we? <laughs> we're having a very quiet <laughs> week, aren't we? <laughs> um, Mo would have picked uh, Emma Nicoline Stall, the hair. Um, and I f- he feels that we overlooked one of the few Danish songs that worked as successfully on stage as it did in the studio. The quiet yet ever-present sassiness and confidence made this a great choice, at least for him. Uh, but once again, the sheer joy that we both get out of doing the podcast um, is evident to see, and it certainly makes for a great post-work, pre-quiet entertainment of an early eve- of an early Monday evening for me. Oh, that's sweet. Aww. Thank you, Mo. It's nice to know that we have a time slot in your week that we, <laughs> that we fit into. Um, Mo's also said, because we did ask on the podcast um, uh, what um, what you would have picked. And so Mo said in reply to that, do you excuse the shameless plug, but I blog about this little contest of ours at, I'm sorry, Mo, if you want us to do a plug, you need to be Subscribe to our premium channel, <laughs> our Only Cherries account, for us to plug your, your work. <laughs> no, no. MoMakeStatements.wordpress.com if you want to check out Mo's musings on Eurovision. Oh, we'd like to share the love. Right? We do indeed, yeah. Thank you, Mo, for emailing in. And uh, we will have a look and have a read and see what you've been musing about on your site so we encourage everybody else to have a look as well so let's turn our attention to france so i'm going to kick us off first of all with some history french history at eurovision now uh, they debuted in 1956 as an inaugural member of course they did um one of the longest standing uh, countries at eurovision uh, that year, that first year, each country had two entries and France had Le Temps de Perdu by Mathe Altery and Il est là by Danny Dalberson. Um, we don't know where they came as only the winner was announced, but um, let's just say they came second or third for the sake of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, they've participated 64 times, missed only 1974 because it was the death of Pompidou the same week. And in 1982, there was a self-withdrawal after, and this is a current theme at the moment, a head of TV company called in the contest a monument to drivel. Oh, there you go. Then that's his opinion. And we don't accept it. Um, a different company took over in 1993. So, uh, yeah, they 
feared a bit better. Better attitude. Brakes were back. Yeah, front and back. <laughs> <laughs> Their record at Eurovision, obviously, been in so long. They've had some great songs. They've won the contest five times. The first time in 1958 with uh, Don Mon Amour, performed by André Clavio. Clavo. Clavo. Why don't we get Michael to read this? Yeah, let's do this. Tom Pillaby, performed by Jacqueline Boyer in 1960. That was her second win. The third win was... The third win was with Isabelle Aubray avec uh, Un Premier Amour. Mm. And then their fourth win in 1969, which was the four-way tie. Of course, it was uh, Frida Bocara, Un Jour, Un Enfant. Uh, and then the last time... That France won was in 1977. Marie Miriam. Marie Miriam, l'oiseau et l'enfant. Oui. They're all lovely songs that France has won with, but it's been a long time. It has been, yes, over 30 years, of course. I still think that. I still think that France has been a little bit hard done by in Eurovision. I really think that they put in interesting songs diverse songs and i just don't think that they've got the reward the reward that they deserved i mean they came they've come second five times as well including in 1991 when amina came second to carola from sweden but they got the same number of points i i just thinks France was absolutely robbed that year. It was such a sad year, but that's the way it was at the time. So, but Hamina, yes, it was a beautiful song, yeah. It's one of the classics of Eurovision for me. It is. And, yeah, I would so love to have that amongst the winner's canon of songs, but sadly we don't. I mean, you know, happily for the Swedes, <laughs> but, you know, sadly for us, uh, it is a shame to not have Amina in there. But there, is, there is something in this that France have really stepped up their game, because if you, if you look at the last, don't know, since 2016, you've got Amir, Alma, Madame Mansour, Bila Hassani, Tom Lee will, will just push into the carpet, and, and Barbara Pravi, and he's like, that is a quality set of entrants. Ignore where they came. Some of them didn't really place as well as they should have. I think you're right. They they are under. But this this is my my point. I think mm. the, the songs have been brilliant. There've been some absolutely cracking French songs over the year, and I don't think that they've got their just rewards. Even putting in somebody like Patricia Cass in yeah. two thousand and nine. I mean, yes, she came top ten. But really, a superstar of that level, you would hope, would be able to get a little bit higher up the scoreboard. Yeah, she was eight. Um, but we still love her. Oh, absolutely. Such a that's Eurovision Games. That's the way it is. And uh, yes. So we mentioned there Barbara Pravi this year. She um, did very well indeed in the national final of France, which was held on the 30th of January 2021 in the France Television Studio in Paris. It was called Eurovision France. C'est vous qui décidez. It's your choice. It's you who chooses. So yeah, French TV putting the emphasis firmly back on the audience there, not taking any blame for the result (laughs) that may be about to come. The show was hosted by Stéphane Bern and Laurence Broccolini. Boccolini? Boccolini. Bro- Boccoli. I thought it said broccolini. Little broccoli. <laughs> I'm rather disappointed to find that it's not. Um, they're also the commentators for the show in France as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 
The songs were required to be a majority French language or a French regional language um, with a free language allowing for the rest of the lyrics. 700 entries were submitted, which were cut down to a short list of 20 and 12 made it to the final. That's a lot. It is, isn't it? That's a lot of entries. But, you know, they got a quality 12 songs out of it. I have to say, when we got to talking about the songs, this is a cracking national final. 12 entries competed. The winner was selected over two rounds of voting. Let's make it complicated, why don't we? In the first round, the top seven entries were determined by the public televoting. And then a wild card was awarded by a francophone and international 10-member jury panel from the remaining entries, which hadn't been selected, to join those other seven in an eight-song super final. In that super final, the winner Voila, performed by Brabara Pravi, was determined by a combination of public televoting and the ten-member jury. As well as the songs, the eight super finalists performed the Swiss Eurovision Song Contest 1988, winning song Ne Pate Pas Sans Moi by Céline Dion, as well as the winner of the Junior Eurovision Song Contest uh, 2020, Valentina, oh. who also performed her winning song J'imagine. So France, yeah, they on the back of the Junior Eurovision win last year, they're going to host Junior Eurovision this year in December, yes. but they couldn't make it a double, unfortunately. No, they couldn't, but hey... The way it is. But Barbara Pavi has written a junior Eurovision winning song she and has, then a yes. second place Eurovision song. Yeah. Like she's kind of like, yeah. She's at the start of her career being the new Ralph Siegel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just much more prettier. Oh, very much so. <laughs> and she has wrote also many songs for over already well known. Uh, Star in she's France. a proper talent. Yeah, she, yeah, really, she is. really is. Yeah, she's there was hard. A, there was a lot of talent in the jury as well. I mean, among other people, the jury included Emir, the Eurovision uh, France yes. representative from Emir 2016. Was there. Yeah. Chemin Badi, who was in Eurovision, the national final in 2019. Jean-Paul Gaultier, yes. Marie Miriam, the Marie last Miriam. French victor. Uh, Duncan Lawrence, yes. the reigning champion at that time, and Natasha Saint-Pierre, oh. who was the French uh, entrant in 2001. I, think. Oh, yes. I love that song. France have chosen a song by different ways. And in this millennium, most of the songs have been by internal selection. But actually, they've had a national final for three of the last four years. And I think the quality has been brilliant. Oh, yeah. Finally, they really start to understand that it's quite good Eurovision and they really want to win. I think that's now their goal to win, which hasn't been all the years before. How excited would you be? Ah, It was was too much this year, you know, just Mm. to see Barbara nearly reaching it. It was like, I was so used to have it on the right hand side of the board Mm. and having her on the left and on top, it was, yes, nerve wracking. (laughs) I can't remember what that's like (laughs) when it's your home country. The UK has not been in that position for such a long time. I mean, yes, we have been more recently. Um, We've had two winners uh, since France had... um, their last winner but uh, it's just I can't imagine that 
you know, you're almost there. You actually, your country might win it. That was I, my first experience ever because I never <laughs> saw it. Because I was, I remember Marie Miriam in 77, but I was very young, I have to say. So, but that was the very first time since 91. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Wow. One day we'll get it. So yes, of course, yes. Barbara came second at Eurovision with 400 It's very good. It's amazing. Points. It's just brilliant. So. Absolutely. Did the right song win the national final? Well, the French were not uh, actually all agreeing with the winner, but for me it was a good winner and um, there was few of her, but there were so many of her, so someone had to win. So... Uh, but do you think was that before the result at Eurovision they were unsure about her or even now they're like it was the wrong decision no but the French always have to say something about the winner (laughs) (laughs) let's be honest so of course when she won there was a lot of talk about oh she shouldn't be winning but uh, she's very good and she has proved it so you would not have mistaken where that song came from this year it was such a French sounding song yes it was and it wasn't the only one and you would think that the two similar song would have arrived in different but the two very similar songs arrived on top of the French indeed they did which we're going to find out in just a minute Mm -hmm. so before we do let's just have a quick listen to Voila by Barbara Pravi Barbara Pravi with Voila, the song which came second in this year's Eurovision Song Contest. But what was her competition? We're going to have a little look. Before we kick off into these songs, I want to say the French national final this year was banging. It had so many good songs that of the 11 eligible songs that we could talk about, the 12th being the song that won, we could have picked any of those 11 to make up this episode. We can't. We haven't got time to do that. We've had to trim it down. But really, take any single one of these songs, and they were all brilliant. It was just such a revelation to watch. Yeah, this was really hard, wasn't it, to whittle it down? Like, my favourite isn't even on the... We're not going to talk about my favourite. But that, but that's like that's the way it was. No, it was very interesting. They're all different and all very good and all different style. All, they were all owning their own songs and, yeah, it was a brilliant evening. So, yeah. Well, they represented different areas of France or, or different sort of... representing parts of France or, or languages of France. So it was, it was so diverse. It was almost like they curated this based on regions and French territories overseas as well yes 
you know, so we had Corsica, we had um, Polynesia um, represented, we had, you know... Someone from Lebanon. Somebody from Lebanon. So where there was French culture as well abroad, it was really, really quite interesting. The diversity was fantastic. But we've narrowed it down to um, a few. So the first song that we are going to talk about is Pour Vous Quand Même, As Long As You Love Me, by Juliette Morin. I really like this. I think in our first podcast series, we had the French entry Simone, um, which is a very similar song. It's very chanson francais, uh, ballad, sang very sweetly by a Sweet Girl. And um, I just want to see more of this. I really, really adore this sort of music and glad that France put it into the national final this year. It's delicate, it's heartfelt. And it's honest. The only problem here for me is that it was put in a national final with Barbara, and which obviously just, you know, streets ahead in terms of a song. So for me, it was like the second, the, the stark difference was so obvious there. I think the song was very emotional to really sing with all she had. I really like her style. That was very deep. That was good. And she talks about her own experience. And he really showed, he came out beautifully. I thought she would win when she was singing. I was pretty sure I said, well, that's a winner. Her experience is quite interesting, actually, because looking at the lyrics, she's singing of the kind of the insecurity of wanting to be loved. And she's evoking, you know, the love of her father. She's evoking, you know, the the man is asleep in her bed and she doesn't want him to leave. Um, She's also evoking you know, the trying to get the validation from her school friends. There's a line in it I just think was just, it absolutely floored me. Excuse my French, literally. Uh, Alors si je leur fais des cadeaux, ils verront peut-être moins mes kilos. If I give them gifts, her school friends' gifts, maybe they'll forget about my weight. Oh. And I just, it just crushed me. I mean, that's it's like, right. She seemed to be very, uh, very strange place when she grew up and she had to have the acknowledgement of everyone to be loved. She really was crying for um, someone to love her and she was doing everything to be loved. And it just really comes through in the the song. It's a beautiful piano ballad. Um, It gets a bit dramatic in the middle. There's a big note in the middle. The lighting's beautiful. It's very simple, spotlit, you know, with kind of like, beams of light on it. It's a little bit reminiscent of the the staging of Voila. Um, I mean, Voila is kind of, you know, I think more almost stereotypically French, but I prefer the emotion of this. It's just absolutely beautiful. It was great. It was great. And I think everyone can uh, relate to that feelings also. And I think that's why uh, that song speaks a lot to all, all the people watching the show. It was, it was 
very very good and this is the song that came second so yes. as you said two very similar mm-hmm. uh, genres of songs taking the first and second place moving on we're going to talk about uh, On a Mangé le Soleil We Ate the Sun by Cephaz This is a really happy sounding song. It's very up-tempo, it's very bright. Um, the staging is very bright. The Faz is in this astonishing canary yellow suit. Um, and the dancers have got tartan trousers and yellow tank tops. And there's big sort of, you know, those showbiz lights writing his name across the back of the stage. Um, but when you listen to the lyrics, it's actually quite... It's, it's harking back to a poorer upbringing or, you know, almost like a life of poverty, it seems. as You know, he's saying, I bought a dog to keep me warm in the winter and my jacket that I bought, you know, last season's already going out of out of style, you know, and we, we had nothing to eat, but, you know, we ate the sun, we ate the, the stars, we ate the sky, you know, and we had this hope. It's a song of real, it's bringing real hope through the lyrics of a quite a dark place. Yeah, absolutely. I think Cephas um, was uh, born in uh, Ghana and then moved on to South Africa and then to the French department of Mayotte uh, next to Réunion Island. And uh, only started to speak French uh, very late, very late. And then moved on to France. And uh, I think he's been through a lot. His song is so vibrant, but you can translate all of this in one song. The hosts were loving it. Um, the host, uh, Lawrence Boccolini, was dancing along. We got some really nice shots of mm. the host because they were just stood next to the side of the stage throughout the whole show. And it just kept cutting to them and the, the jury as well. So you could see in real time what people's reaction was. And people were absolutely loving this. Yeah, it's one of those few sort of mid-tempo bops from the from the competition. Upbeat though, and there's like a bounciness to it, which I really really like. It gives sort of feeling of like a a feeling of forward motion, and I always I talk about that a lot at Eurovision, where certain songs feel like they're moving forward, and I feel like that's quite an important factor in a Eurovision song sometimes because there's so much when when the song has like movement and direction, often you can do something on stage with it. I think this could have this could have done quite well at Eurovision. I think it kind of had the right vibe. I loved his backing dancers slash singers. They had this American preppy, yeah, tweedy look, uh, like a high school prep. You know, really, really good costume, um, very colourful. The whole thing. And here, I want to make a point actually about the whole national final off the back of this performance as well. In that, the, this was in a small studio. Okay, this wasn't a huge studio, and yet the staging for every song was incredible and it's really shown up how much you can do with so little they really made the most the staging for this national final was absolutely on point like the best i've seen in a very long time 
They did a really good job with it. I mean, the whole thing from the content of the songs to the the, the staging of it and the, the spectacle as, a, as an audience member. Stefaz also made it through to the Super Final and finished fifth on the night. The point of Sefaz was also that uh, he wanted to warn the danger of the overconsumption in society. And that was his big uh, thing. And all the song is about this. And ah. uh, that's why there is something in this song that I really loved. Ah, that's... In- you see, this is why I love getting somebody who has <laughs> yeah. proper insight to the songs more than we do. <laughs> it's always much more interesting. <laughs> yeah. The next song we're going to have is Banon. Well... No, by Philippine. Essayons jouer un jeu très simple pour les enfants. Ferme les yeux, contraint de trois et je me casse. T'arrêtes pas, regarde comme c'est marrant. Ferme les yeux à quatre, cinq, six, je te remplace. Allez, salut, à la prochaine. Bah non. Partons, t'as cru, à une prochaine. Ah ouais, bah non. Allez, salut, à la prochaine. Bah non. So this starts a cappella, where Philippine sort of sings without anything going on around her, and then there's these big concert drums sort of kick in, and then we're into the first verse, which I think was really quite brave. <laughs> Singing a cappella with no music is a really brave way to start a song. This is stompy. It's another mid-tempo song. Um, it reminds me a lot of Zibs. Do you remember Switzerland from 2018? Oh, yes. Um, it just really reminds me of the sort of song that they might do. The staging was quite basic, it's a very neon sort of boxes, frames, framed boxes, I suppose. Um, it, this was quite basic, but it worked. A single dancer interacting with her. I really like this. She does set out her stall in the first couple of lines, actually, because um, the song is about, you know, she's moving on from a destructive relationship. And she's kind of, you know, she's wondering why she ever you know, even gave any time to such a child as the person she was going out with. Um, and it, it kicks off, as you say, in that kind of, you know, unaccompanied um, start saying, Allez, salut, à la prochaine, ben non, pardon, tu as cru à un prochain, ben non. Which is kind of, she's saying, oh, hi, you know, come on, hello. Oh, till we see each other again. Oh, but no. Uh, sorry, you thought there was going to be a next time? No. And by saying by banon like this, she also say yes, yes, I can say no to you, and that's the point of the song. And it's like banon, like you think I'm gonna say yes, eh banon. She's finally plucked up the resolve to be able to say exactly what exactly. she needs to say to this Stand up for, destructive partner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So by saying banon, where he didn't expect it, I think, and. Uh, it is quite nice. Yeah. So, and she sings it so naturally. And uh, it's a very nice to watch. It was very enjoyable. I like the song. It reminded me a little bit. I don't know why, but it put me in mind of some, uh, something by Stromae, which is a, a Belgian artist who you and I absolutely love. Absolutely love him, yes. As well. Yeah, there is something like this with his songs. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The song by Stromae, Tous les Mêmes. Uh, she sings and she speaks and she's 
acting. It was great. It's yeah. just there's real attitude going on attitude. in this song, and I yeah. really like that kind of attitude that's there. She's also you know, she's doing the routine with the dancer. She's acting out the song as well, where she you know finally tells him you know go and you know shut uh-huh. it. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. She's she's literally she's doing you know routines of slapping him mm. and she pushes him off one of the boxes the end and that's it uh, yeah, that's it's just... the end of his routine he's gone he's, he's she's literally pushed him away and I, I yeah. don't know if he heard because you really can't see it he just disappeared yeah absolutely <laughs> it's, good. it's great I, just, I think it's really really contemporary um, I, I'm surprised that this didn't get through to the super final no, it was one of the, the, the but I was actually quite surprised but all of them did and didn't yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> It, it was strange because some of them had not to go through and she was part of it. And, yeah. yeah. But as we said... It was good. <laughs> you yeah. could pick almost any song in this and it, it's um, just fantastic. The next song is Je t'emmènerai danser. I'll Take You Dancing by Terence James. Yeah, Terence James uh, is uh, unusual to have an English person singing, and he loved it. He's Scottish, actually. That's He's British, but Scottish, not English. That's right. He's from Scotland. Mummy is from Scotland, and right. Daddy is from London. Oh, okay. yes, yes. And he's ended up in living in France, I think, in France for a long time. Yeah. Girlfriend lives there, and yes, yeah, he was on the on the Voice in France. He has as well. been on the Voice. Yeah, without wanting it, his girlfriend who signed for him, and uh, oh, she put him up for it. Yes, <laughs> he didn't even believe him in himself. Oh wow! And uh, he did very very well. What do you think of the song? Je t'emmènerai danser. I like it. I like it. I wouldn't say it has been the favorite of the evening for me. Uh, just a little bit uh, repetitive in the chorus. I liked it. Meh. How to say like it? Meh. I like it. Meh. Meh, voilà quoi. Ben voilà. Oui, mais non. Voilà, voilà. Il y avait voilà. Voilà. I think it needs a bit of energy this song I think it's lacking because it has these dance elements but it's just it still seems a little bit lightweight for me um, obviously he's a very pretty guy you know I think that went down well with some of the cherry team I have to say that you're right lacking is exactly what I was trying to say there was something lacking in it the, is isn't it it's yeah. repetitive uh, you know je t'emmènerai danser je t'emmènerai danser oui ok bring her bring to dance dance music can be quite repetitive and I think that's where it's neither a pop song nor dancey I don't know that's kind of where I think it might be falling down a bit I like it because it's just really simple you know you're exactly what you're getting it is basically saying you know if things are not great let's just go dancing and I really like that. And I quite like the sort of the repetitiveness of it. Um, I quite like as well that he's bringing in the Celtic flavour to pop as well. You know, the Scottish influence is there. Um, he's got some of his dancers in kilts and, and not much yes, else. Yes, that was very good. Really there's shirt, there's that, nipples yeah. alert. Um, and there's bagpipes within the music as well. You know, so I quite like bringing in that sort of 
flavour of something different. It's light pop with a Celtic twist. Joyful and happy. Song number five then is by Pony X and More Fool. Yes, Pony X. Uh, yeah, what a crazy uh, duo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very interesting with the head of a pony. And uh, a pony is not speaking, never speaks, but he's just jumping around. Yeah. And, uh, the pony is crazy. the DJ. So the DJ is somebody who's wearing a pony mask over his head. And you don't get to know his identity. That's right, yeah. And... We, we never know. We try, and I've tried to look around and say, who is he, who is he, you know? <laughs> but never find out who it was. It's very electro dance pop, and, and there's a lot of that happening in France at the moment. So I think, you know, again, this is something which is really reminiscent of the, the French music scene. Um, the singer is in shocking pink suit or dancers in pink leotards and black tights it's very bright it's very lively on stage you, you've got the pony dj on his decks at the back of the stage um and then he comes to the front at the end and joins in the dancing shaking his little pony booty um <laughs> it's not the best vocal performance i think but i don't think that is a problem with this kind of song this kind of song permits that it's all about the vibe really that's created on stage and I really like it. And continuing with that diverse theme, the singer is somebody who has his roots in Martinique. So again, another place overseas of French influence. Mm, I feel like I was getting weekend, the weekend vibes, the singing the weekend. It's weird to me because I heard, you hear the songs first before seeing the performance. And so you have an idea in your head. And then when they rocked up at the national final, it's like, oh, that's... Um, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> this song's really great. I was listening to it on the way over here uh, to record and just thinking, God, that is such a great song, really. But the visual as a to watch it on stage, like you would at Eurovision, I think completely negates what actually is actually quite a good song going on underneath there. Lawrence Boccolini loved it. She was having a good old dance to this <laughs> at the side, the presenter, absolutely smashing it. So the next song is Paris me dit Yella Yehello. Paris tells me Come Over Handsome by Ali. We oui, Ali Ali uh, who's coming from uh, Lebanon and uh, he had to leave his country unfortunately and felt very sad leaving uh, Lebanon for a different uh, reason political reason and uh, situation in Lebanon 
He's a designer and he went into Milan first, living in Lebanon, oh. before arriving into Paris because he wanted the fashion there. And he is a designer and a quite successful one. Oh, I didn't know that. Actually. That makes a lot of sense. It does, doesn't it? Because I was going to say, this is where that staging was just absolute perfection, how they staged this. For me personally, um, it felt like his concert, like it was his, his concert, especially at the start when it's this atmospheric wailing and they had like this, what like a castle podium thing because he was on a podium yeah. and there's like this awning, like a castle coming down. It was down. almost like a Bedouin tent. Yeah. It had the kind of, you know, that whiff of the, the kind of Middle Eastern tentary. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But it had like this blue light, strobe light. It felt very atmospheric, very, very, very creative. And I wonder how much, now you've said that, how much input he had into that, actually. It makes sense as well that you say it's a designer because he was wearing a very heavily tailored suit, which what underneath it, some very frilly, coughed and coloured, well, essentially a big girl's blouse. It had frills. It had frills. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looked great in it. Um I really like this. He, I did pick up a bit about how he was saying when he first came to Paris, it was almost like, you know, the city was permitting him to be who he was. Who he was, and, yes. And, you know, the song is almost like, you know, the Paris, the, the, the delights of Paris, whatever they may be, and I've certainly sampled some in my time, um, are kind of almost drawing him in and, you know, this is the Paris is calling me yes. the title. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really love it. It's got that Middle Eastern influence within the pop and he's certainly talked about, you know, how important his culture is to his work and how much he wants to bring that kind of international flavour. Yeah, and no, I think it was very good, very creative. Everything, I think he designed, everything, yes, he carry on working in design. It's not only about singing for him, so he's... Um... He's an artist. He was singing his truth here. You can tell. He was really singing his truth. And uh, I just wonder, with the sort of light and shade moments of the drama, and then he was smiling and laughing at some of the performances as well. So there was this whole mixture. You can tell it was a real celebration of whatever experience he's he's remembering in that performance. And that's the kind of music I want to hear when I go to a club. I want to go to clubs that play this kind of music. That's very French pop, though. Yeah. Very French pop. That's where I want to go. Take me dancing. Let's do it. Just want to quickly mention a few of the other songs. Almost honorary mentions. Because we said like almost anything could have been chosen here. Brilliant songs like Amuse Maeva bringing their Polynesian roots to the stage. Just so lively, so bouncy and bringing a flavour of their home to the stage. Andrea Mad singing Alleluia bringing their Tunisian heritage to the stage, singing a song about people of the world. Casanova singing Tutti, bringing his Corsican roots to the contest for the first time since Patrick Fiore back in 1993 with Mama Corsica. There was so, so much on offer here. We really... LMK also. Oh, LMK, I love so that. that was, was your, so good. One of your was very young, yes. It was fresh. So, yeah. Absolutely any of your songs. We probably are going to disappoint many people with the choice of that because we can only pick one. And really, almost any of these could have been chosen. But we'll find out which one it is after this. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. 
So you know what this is by now? Well, we just said it on the jingle. It is our good thing of the week that is good to combat all the rubbish that we see online. So a bit of happiness. And this week, it's Monskin and their collaboration with Iggy Pop. Uh, tell us about it, Monty. Well, this has just been announced a couple of hours before we're recording this, so we haven't actually heard it yet. But it's been announced that Monoskin, the winners of Eurovision this year, are doing a new version of their song, I Want to Be Your Slave, with Iggy Pop, which wow. is coming out on Friday, which will have come out a few days before you're listening to this podcast, dear listener. And, I mean, Iggy Pop is massive as a, you know, an icon of kind of punk and... What a combination. Who would have thought? I mean, I know we've spoken about Moniskin quite a lot on the podcast and we've said, we've really championed them. But this has just come seemingly out of left field. I mean, what a platform. Who says that winning Eurovision is rubbish and does nothing for your career? Eh? So you may have listened to this. It may be, may be terrible. But, you know, by the time you're listening to this, you might have heard it. We haven't yet. But we're very excited about the fact that Moniskin are recording with... Iggy Pop, very an impressive. icon of music. More of the same. More of this, please. Yeah, absolutely. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So all that's left now is for us to announce the winner of this episode. What is our French cherry? And we're going to pass over to the one and only Frenchman at the table. C'est qui? C'est qui? C'est moi? C'est you. Ah ben bah voilà, ah bah voilà, c'est encore moi. <laughs> so tell us then, who is the French cherry? I can say that the French cherry this year, 2021, is... Amofu by... Pony X. Yay! Yay. <laughs> this was a really difficult decision for the team. We all had different songs that we we're putting in, and we had to decide this by putting together a vote where we selected three songs each and allocated them a score, and this was the aggregate winner. Such was the depth and quality of this national final. We could have picked anyone. I'm just looking back now at my very rough notes because we had to do a point scoring system yes. because we couldn't work out couldn't, yeah, who was it. Everyone and, was everywhere. It was like... <laughs> yeah, and Pony X just about tipped it from four other songs. Like, it's ridiculous. It was just so close. But they won. That's that's the French cherry. But and, do you know what? Give us this kind of quality in the national final next year and I will be a very happy man. Give us this kind of quality in some of the other national finals and I will be, well, astonished, really. <laughs> but let's hope we get it. Thank you, France. Thank you for Eurovision France. C'est vous que décidez. We, we have chosen well. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
Just before we go, we want to tell you how you can get in touch with us. Please do. You can tweet us at Second Cherry. You can Instagram us at Second underscore Cherry. Or find us on Facebook at Second Cherry Podcast. And you can email us on... Hello. At... Secondcherry.vision. <laughs> that is hello. At Secondcherry.vision. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you caught that. (laughs) Mikael, merci beaucoup. Thank you for being on the show this week. It's absolutely lovely to have you on. Non, merci de m'avoir. C'est toujours un plaisir d'être avec vous. Vraiment, vous êtes génial. Et tout ce que vous faites, moi, je suis épaté. Vraiment, continuez comme ça. J'adore. Sure, the toilet's just that way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's lovely words. Thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll and you'll hear us next week. We'll see you soon. Bye. Et voilà. Au revoir. <laughs>